0: Welcome to the Road to Wellville podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Terrell. Together, we will explore our own wellness journeys, nurturing body, mind, and spirit. Join me as I talk to top wellness professionals from all over the world with a wide range of backgrounds and specialties. I invite you to discover, discuss, and design your own path on the Road to Wellville Welcome. <music> Welcome listener. Today I am so excited to introduce you to Natasha Ganes. An entrepreneur, a writer, a lover of all things wellness. I mean, Natasha, you, I think, have a little foot in lots of different modalities um, of wellness. So I cannot wait for our conversation to chat with you today. Um, but, Natasha, you know, you are a woman of diverse talents and interests. Um, you are the owner of Treehouse Arts, a dynamic online arts publication. And you, along with our good friend Jen, are also the co-founders of In the Life of Zen, an online subscription service that provides users with monthly meditations and practices that help them to find balance in life and finances. We met a few years ago through a mutual friend in a women's entrepreneur group. We still get together monthly, and I am always fascinated to hear about what you're up to. You seem to have an endless supply of energy and you inspire me because you always have fun wherever you go, whatever you're doing. You just seem to have this like joy to be that I really envy. It seems like having fun is a priority for you and I think I need some more of that in my life. So I'm so excited to talk to you today, Natasha, and get to know you a little bit better. Um, I think for a lot of people on this healing path, there was kind of an early event or situation that set them on this path. So I kind of wanted to start our conversation today by asking you, was there an early event in your life that sparked your interest in wellness?
1: Well, first and foremost, thank you. That was a wonderful, warm welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, Yes, I mean, I guess there was. So I have been a writer, reader, and researcher since I was a child. So that's just always been kind of where my, you know, abilities have been pointed towards. Um, the, the subject of wellness, I suppose has, was an early influence, but when I really kind of went down that path was, you know, specifically, um, outside of fitness, fitness was probably the first, first piece of wellness that I was kind of, you know, interested in. I remember from an early age, I would do, um, this Could sound funny, but I would run experiments on my body. So if I want, I would, um, I, it was almost like I, I was a, a walking science experiment. I would, I would be like, okay, if I want to put on weight, I wonder what type of food I would need to put into my system in order to gain weight. And so then I would play around with different foods. And so for two weeks straight, I would eat uh, peanut butter first thing in the morning. And then I would put on weight. And then I'd be like, okay, what needs to happen in order for me to take it off? And so every time I would put any food in my mouth, I would do 50 jumping jacks and 50 sit-ups and 50, <laughs> and 50 push-ups, and then the weight would drop off. And so it was it was just... I don't know what I don't know if a lot of kids do that, but it was just interesting. it's just interesting. That's the sort of how I got into the fitness world. My, my parents were both very active. so we were always a very active family, and they were also also very healthy in the sense of what we put into our bodies too. There was no junk food laying around. There wasn't anything like that. My mom was a um, health nurse. My father was a dentist, so you can imagine. yeah, <laughs> so I didn't have a lot. in fact, you know, it's funny. I was just saying this to somebody the other day. I didn't know what white bread tasted like until I was 16 years old and went over to a friend's house and she made, yeah, she made, she made toast out of white bread with butter on it. And it was like eating a candy bar. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Whoa, what is this?
0: (laughs) Uh, I have a similar story. My mom used to always make everything from scratch and I, and I came home from like a friend's house and I think I was younger. I think it was her friend who had kids too. And I came over home and I was like, mom. I want the macaroni and cheese from the blue box. You know? <laughs> I had never had that before. And it was like divine. And oh, yeah. she was so disappointed because she's like, I work so hard to make food from scratch and you just oh, want yeah. it from the blue box. But you got to have it every now and then, right? A little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: so yeah, so I was always fitness active. I've always been very active, just naturally. Um, I don't sit still very well. Um, and I I've am... noticed that about you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am, um, I'm active and I'm very curious. So of course I always like to try new things and I'm adventurous too. I don't have a whole lot of fear. I mean, I have enough fear that keeps me alive, but for the most part, I don't let a whole bunch of things keep me, you know, hold me back from trying out things, especially my curiosity I'll, always outweighs any sort of sense of fear. That's just sort of natural to me. But later in life, when I was probably in my somewhere in my 30s, um, so I want to say this was, you know, 14, 13 years ago, I was working a pretty high profile job in public relations for a security company and we did a lot of client alerts when there was any sort of situation where um active shooter situation or their building or their employees might be you know in harm's way you know what to do in the event of a tornado what to do in the event of this what to do in the event of that and it became very um like my office had six tv screens all monitoring breaking news alerts mm-hmm. and after a while i was just i was just bombarded with negativity and well fear basically right it was all (laughs) what to do in the event of this what to do in the event of that. i was also on call because i was in charge of our entire pr so um so it it, there was no really rest from it i was it was constant and after a while i started feeling I i was i was getting headaches i was getting this weird sense of um unease all the time and kind of nervousness. And it was getting to the point where like small little noises would make me jumpy. And I thought, what the hell is going on with Mm -hmm. me? And then I started feeling, it's the oddest sensation. I don't really know how to explain it, but it was almost like, it's kind of like a cross between dizziness and vertigo in the sense that I felt like I was dropping. Like I would mm-hmm. feel like I was up here and then my whole body felt like it was dropping a little bit. And it was just, it was kind of like vertigo. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. And I was getting heart palpitations and all this, all these physical things were happening to me. And I thought I didn't, I, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realize it had anything to do with what I was surround. you know, the environment in which I was surrounding myself. Instead, I thought I was, you know, probably dying of something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, yeah. right? So I was going to doctor after doctor and they just couldn't figure it out but they they thought that there was definitely something wrong they just couldn't figure out what it was and so mm-hmm. then they were just sort of feeding into that idea that there was something physically wrong with me and then i went to one doctor and he's like well i think what you're i think you're having a panic attack and and for me panic attacks were um you know somebody running down the hall with a paper bag over their or their mouth like I, <laughs> that's yeah. what i assumed a panic attack was like the movies Exactly. Because I actually know a girl that has them that severely. Right. Mm-hmm. But so it's not that I was having panic attacks, but I was having panic. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized is that essentially my job was killing me. And if I wanted to get out of the, you know, the, out of the doctor's offices, I was going to have to do something about my environment and change that. And because I run everything like an experiment. I thought okay well what's the exact opposite of what I'm doing but what can I also how can I also turn my my talents and my abilities into something that's a little more uh, a little more peaceful right so I moved on to a position where all that I was being asked to do was write for their many websites and all of their websites were about health fitness and wellness Mm. <laughs> and and i remember during the interview process um i said you know i'm really just looking for something where i can just write i don't know best yoga practices things like that and she's like that's exactly what we're looking for and i'm like awesome that's yeah. great so i went from and it, it was it was funny because everything changed in the sense that my level of heightened reality kind of went down to a, to a manageable level but i still wasn't in um I was still feeling anxiety. I was still feeling stress. I was still feel, feeling overwhelmed, just not as badly as I had at the other place. And I realized that I was going to have to, I needed something besides just, just surrounding myself in a more comfortable, more peaceful environment in order to fix things. And so from there, I started researching, I started researching stress overload. I started researching stress management. I started because that's what I do. And then I started applying the things that I found to myself and I stuck with what worked for me and then what didn't work for me, I, you know, I, I, it's not that it doesn't work for somebody else. It just doesn't work for me. I think it's all very, you know, you're going to have to pick and choose what will work for you. But I found that there were, so along the way I found that guided meditation worked really well. Mm -hmm. I found sticking to my yoga practice worked very well. I found getting myself outdoors on a daily basis worked incredibly well for me. Um, all things that I kind of knew about myself anyway, but then I started practicing them because it's one thing to know things about yourself, it's quite another to practice. And then along the way, I learned new things like emotional freedom technique capping, which I'm now certified in and do all the time. But that for me, um, that practice, especially in moments of high stress for myself, I'll tap it out. And it's mm-hmm. I can go from like a 10 to a zero instantly. So, but that for myself is more, I don't use that so much as preventative as in the moment, but it's other Mm. things that I use as preventative. Um, I noticed that there were certain foods that kind of were giving me like brain fog almost. So I just, I cut out all processed foods from my diet. Um, I quit drinking because I used to drink a lot of diet Coke. I quit Mm. drinking all aspartame whatsoever. Um, I laid off the caffeine. So I got rid of the heart palpitations there, which is um that's a little bit hereditary in my family um i guess i'm just obviously a little sensitive to caffeine so i i try not to use it at all um and i noticed though when i started eating what i call like whole foods and just really clean foods um Mm. started cooking for myself all the time and using like just fresh stuff um the brain fog completely disappeared and i don't have that at all anymore i barely remember what that even feels like at this point um So yeah, that's sort of how it started. And then, of course, from there, once I realized, well, holy snap, because then I had other friends that were like, I'm really, you know, I'm getting these constant headaches, or I'm getting these constant stomach aches, or I feel really jittery all the time, or I'm always upset and snappy. And I'm like, because you're in overwhelm. You're I mean you know, you're, you're dealing with anxiety and it's probably because we'll pinpoint where it's coming from first of all, and then get rid of that, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. fix that issue for myself Mm -hmm. with my job. But then also what, here's some things that I learned that work for me, try them on you and try them on yourself to, you know, apply them in your life and see how that works. And then when I started seeing that my research and everything that I had done and applied towards my own life was now helping other people, I wanted to keep doing that. Mm. Because when people would come to me and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you told me about, you know, fill in the blank. That really worked. I'm feeling so much better. Thank you. And then I realized, like, I've been researching things and and writing about them and reading about them my whole life for a reason. Like, that's mm. that's what I'm meant to do, right? Mm. And, <laughs> like, if you can apply what you're meant to do and then also add in the concept of helping others, then I think that's kind of where you're at, right? And then so uh. so I started writing. I started, you know, I just started doing... um. Because I've always done um, freelance editing and, you know, ghostwriting and copywriting for for people and companies. And um, so I started just writing wellness articles for um, various health and fitness magazines, just on the side. Um, And then I moved into uh, the the position where I was writing full-time health and wellness. Um, That ended that company. They moved, uh, they relocated actually to Japan. So I started another another job, but still kept on what I was doing. Um, I'd always been doing the uh, tree house arts magazine um, on the side, which I'm really interested in art because, you know, I'm a writer and that's, you know, my brother's an artist and I guess it just sort of the interest in it runs in the family. So I really, I enjoyed that. That's kind of like a nice little side thing for me, but uh, in the yeah. life of Zen started when um, I was talking to my good friend who is as woo woo as me when it comes to the wellness industry, but her her level of expertise lies in in finances. So mm-hmm. she had gone from heavily in debt to getting herself out of debt through her own research, right? You know, and taking those same concepts but with finances and applying them to her own life, and then changing things. And then she wanted to help people who were had once been in a position that she you know were in the position that she had once been in, you know, and get them to a place by what she had learned. So her and I were in the exact same spot, just with two different concepts. And what we thought was, because for myself, like when I think about wellness, I think about like the spiritual, physical, and mental health, right? Mm -hmm. I think about those three things, but it's also very much your financial health as well. Because your finances, if your finances are bad, that's detrimental to every other area of your life, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's always been a matter of getting all of those pieces together into one balanced place so that you're overall happy. Because like, I'll say this often, you can be physically fit for instance, but you're stressed out all the time. You're not, you're not, your wellness is off, right? right. Or you can be, you know, doing okay in your job. Your finances are great, but you're sluggish, you're overweight, you're what, you know, or whatever the case may be. Right. Again, your wellness is off. So, mm-hmm. So our idea was to kind of marry all those concepts together and, and help people get to a place where every area of their life is, is more balanced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got to here. Yeah. (laughs) And I kind of see it as almost like a wheel. Like once you kind of start it going, once you get it in balance, you know, it can move forward smoothly. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And there's always going to be I mean, there's always going to be bumps in the road, but like I said, you know, there are, there are things that you can do to help yourself in the moment, you know, life is not, life is never going to be perfect. It's how you respond to it.
0: Right. right? Yeah. Being adaptable, right. Being resilient. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you talked about how you, um, you kind of take your life as this grand experiment. (laughs) You know, that's, (laughs) that's so cool. I feel the same way. You know, I, I, um, Uh, like you were talking about the anxiety, I love the way that you um, talked about feeling of just dropping. I've never yeah. thought of that before, but yes, like I've struggled with anxiety. Um, I still get anxiety attacks. I get panic attacks, and um, okay. especially right now. And um, <laughs> right and, this moment, uh, that was a totally good way of like like um, describing that. Like that's how I okay. know it's coming yeah. on when I feel this this drop. It's yeah. almost like I feel it in my hormones, my chemical balance, like everything inside my body just mm-hmm. kind of. Drops. It's an and underlying
1: buzz kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's weird. It's a and weird I, just,
0: I love how you were talking about, you know, doing your own experiment because I had sort of a similar situation. I went to my doctor and, uh, this was like years ago. I was having dental issues. I was having to have dental work done because I was grinding okay. my teeth so bad at nighttime. Uh, I was having yeah. root canals and you know, all this stuff. It was so bad. And my doctor just gave me Ativan you know, uh, and then I yes. had anxiety about taking my anxiety medicine. <laughs> I only yes. ever took, And I mean, it has a place I know, you know, for everybody, but I was like, it wasn't right. my place mm-hmm. right now at that time. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I took a half like once and I, I you yeah. know, and I, I did, it did take off my anxiety, but I remember just, like I said, having anxiety about taking the anxiety medicine. Um, right. Right. So I kind of started a similar like experiment, like what you said, you know, like mm-hmm. what is making me feel good? What is, does doesn't make me feel good? Just kind of becoming more aware of yeah you know what i'm putting in my body not just food but that's a big part of it but also what's coming in my ears like you said the news what am i seeing what am i listening to what am i surrounding myself by right and, exactly um, i like to use this term um bio-individuality, i think okay. what you were talking about right mm-hmm, like everybody's mm-hmm. a little bit different you know right yeah
1: what works yeah. for me
0: might not work for somebody else but um you know it's it's kind of all this grand experiment we love to kind of share and um and try different things and, you know, I'll try on what you're trying and see if it works for me or not. Right. (laughs) Right. Right.
1: Exactly. And I like, you know, and even if something doesn't necessarily work for you, something will.
0: Right. Right.
1: I mean, I remember at the, in the very early stages, I took a course in dealing with anxiety. That was one of the things that I was, you know, and there were, there were tons of tips and things that you could do in there. One of the things that worked for me really well was, Instead of thinking about all the things that I had to do, writing them down and then Mm. actually doing them. So writing them down in order of largest, oh my God thing, you got to get done to smallest little thing you have to get done. And then I would just simply go through the list, finish it, check it off, go through the list, finish it and check it off. And for myself, that works very well because... When we have a bunch of things to do, if we don't write them down and look at them, we tend to dramatize them in our, bre- you know, in our brain and, turn, and blow them way out of proportion. Oh, yeah. and, and then it's also very satisfying to write something down. And then when you finish it, check it off the list because you're showing yourself that you are capable of getting those things done. And part of where they say some of that anxiety comes from is that inability in believing in ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking that we can get through it. But there was also another thing that they had said to do that didn't work for me at all, but it might work for somebody else where they were saying schedule um, freak out sessions, right? Mm-hmm. So once a day, yeah, <laughs> sit yourself in the bathroom for 15 minutes and just trip out about all the thing, all your anxiety. Think about all the things that make you anxious, right? And then, but that's the only time slot in the day in which to do that. Right. So that didn't necessarily work for me, but I think there are varying levels of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that people are going through. Perhaps that would have worked for me if I was at a higher level where I was actually experiencing like flat out panic attacks or something. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like scheduling pa- time for panic. Um, but the prioritization works for me so well, especially when I took the largest thing that I had to do that I've been avoiding forever. And I checked that off the list. It was it was a total game changer for me. It was very interesting. So yeah. Yeah. It's, in, I mean, there's just, there's so many things and tools out there that can help you. Um, and not just for panic, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, but all sorts of things, fitness, wellness, your spirituality, right? I mean, there's, there's tons of things to get you closer to the happier, more balanced life that you want to be. You just have to be willing to, you have to be willing to experiment as, we're calling it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Because I mean, I know that that's the biggest step, right? Sometimes you'll know things, but you don't actually do them. So you have to actually do them.
0: Right. Yeah. Putting it (laughs) into practice. Yeah. And and kind of having a growth mindset too, right? Like being open to like failing, failing with something, something might not work and you just get back Mm -hmm. up and you try something else. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So back when you were starting your journey, is there something that you kind of wish you knew? Like if someone's starting a journey right now, something that you wish you knew um, back when you were starting?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, specifically, I would say, boy, I really wish that I had known that, um, what I was going through had, you know, wasn't brain cancer Mm. (laughs) or something along those lines, right? Because I seriously thought there was something physically wrong with me. Um, so I do wish that there, there was maybe more information out there for people that's, um, hey when you're stressed out, you could be feeling these symptoms. These symptoms actually correspond with being stressed out, right? So, and that's actually one of the things that we do in this, um, we just, you know, we have the podcast as well. And that's one of the things we were just dis- discussing is overwhelm sometimes feels like this, right? It can feel like mm-hmm. this, 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 and this. So, because... Honestly, in the medical industry, they don't always do that when you walk in because right. that you know they're they're trained to look for physical symptoms and it's a physical problem and it's not always a physical problem. Mm. So that I think would be if there was a little bit more education about that out there. Mm-hmm. That said, I'm not, you know, implying that we should all just run around self-diagnosing ourselves, you know, right. one another. But but you know what I'm saying, right? So yeah. for myself, I wish I'd known that. However, I think that um a good way to to either get to where you wanna be or that I wish I'd known is it, it was I should have spoken more to other people about it. I think I would mm. have gotten to where the place where I needed to be a lot faster if I hadn't been so closed mouth about it and you know, mm. had yeah. like open and honest discussions with other people about what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's so I mean good point. Yeah. And I mean because I think a lot of people um just don't, don't talk about it. Cause they don't, you know, they don't know. Right. Or, um, so I think, and I think that can be, that's applicable to, to just anything that you're starting out on. Right. Like, cause you don't know the person that you're standing next to or the person that, you know, you're having that conversation with, they might know somebody who can mm-hmm. help you out, whatever mm-hmm. the help is that you need. Mm-hmm. So you're looking to publish a book. Um, but you know, it'd be make your journey a lot shorter <laughs> yeah. than if the guy you're talking to right now is a wife as a publisher, right? Right. You walk away from that conversation not even knowing. So I think just discussing what it is that you need, asking others for what you need. Wants. People want to help one another. Yeah, it's just kind of Yeah. That's sort of ingrained in
0: us. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of the whole um, kind of philosophy behind Wellville and the road to Wellville, this podcast, because, um, you know, my journey through wellness wouldn't be what it is without the great mentors that I've had. And I found all of those mentors through conversations with people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. this is kind of one big um, community where we can like meet meet other people and connect, you know, that's kind of the whole idea. Yeah. For Find sure. our teachers when we're ready. Right. Find yep. our guides.
1: Yep. When um, the student's ready, the teacher will come. Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that is like my mantra. <laughs> um, I love so it. how do you help others? Like what, what are you doing now? What are you up to to help others? Okay. Like, well, with the zen um, and you know, yeah. with your own um, personal, ex- um, your own personal endeavors
1: yeah well with the zen site what we're really trying to do is like i said what it was designed to do you know right get you know people informed about the subjects and help them out on all levels of wellness um so that's kind of what i'm doing there with with treehouse arts magazine actually one of the things that brings me the greatest joy with that is so we accept submissions um, of art of all kinds so whether that's photography poetry fiction you know, actual paintings, what have you. Um, But one of my, when I first started out writing, one of the hardest things to do is to get published. Honestly, Mm. there's so the rejection letters you get. Yeah. Great poem. Keep trying. We don't want Mm. it. (laughs) Yeah. And so one of my favorite things is be able to say yes to a publication that that comes in because I'm giving them exposure that they, that they deserve. Right. Yeah. Um, As an artist. So that's kind of what I, what I try and do there. And I also do a lot of artist interviews as well to get the word out about them them and their work. Um, yeah. So I guess that's what I'm kind of doing and I'm also no longer as silent as I used to be about stuff. Like I'm trying to join like a lot of, um, uh, groups like, um, Professional business groups, you know, for networking, to sort of do what I can to share the information that I've learned, because not everybody is a natural born researcher <laughs> like I am. Yeah, right. A lot of people don't think to go do the research to find something, but they have answers that they or they have questions rather that they want answered. Um, so I try to pass on the knowledge that I've learned because I feel like that's what I'm here for, and whatever way, shape, or form that comes out in.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad you're here to share things because I've learned so much from you already. Have you? Uh, yes. In this, in this interview <laughs> yes. and just in life in general, you know, I really, I treasure your friend, our friendship and I'm really yeah, you know, excited you. to learn more about you. So my last question is, how can mm. listeners find you who want to learn more about you and Zen? Uh, tell us about, you mentioned your podcast, like tell us yeah. how listeners can find you. Okay. Well,
1: um, the podcast is called where money meets soul and we're, um, we have a new show that comes out every Thursday and, um, you can find us anywhere on any of the channels, um, iTunes, Google, uh, Spotify, all of it. Um, and I think
0: you'll like us cause I think we're funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, what at the very least I certainly laugh a lot. So there's yeah, that,
0: <laughs> that whole joy like. thing I was talking about earlier, right? <laughs> Finding the joy remember- in the moment. I-
1: I'm a very happy person, I, <laughs> even when, and I think that's just the sort of the way I was raised, like, um, or just, it comes naturally to me, but even in moments where I'm stressed out, I'm still cracking jokes about it. It's yeah. sarcastic humor, but I'm still, I still tend to find the, the, I don't, and I don't know, I hope I don't do it in a way that makes people annoyed, but <laughs> I can't really help it. I'm just like a bright sider, right? All the yeah. time. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> the way what you get also, you through, not, humor gets you through. It certainly does. Anyway, so that is our podcast, but you can specifically get to everything else through my main website, which is natashagannes.com and that's N-A-T-A-S-H-A-G-A-N-E-S.com. Yeah. And so my editing, copywriting, In the Life of Zen's on there, links to everything, Treehouse Arts, all of it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about In the Life of Zen? I'd love to have you and Jen on another time to talk more about it, but um, I think it's, it's subscription based service.
1: Yeah, so it is a subscription-based service, but it's not to put anyone off because there's a boatload of free content on there as yeah. well. So we, we, publish, um, we publish under three different subject matters, um, work-life balance, financial freedom, and success, passion and success. So every week there's a new article that's posted about one of those three subject matters. So everything from... How to tell if you're suffering from retail therapy and what to do about it, <laughs> to uh, you know, yeah, to what, you know, what you can do on your next next adventure or you know what, what have you, um, so we do that and then there is also a membership so you can join our membership on there and for a monthly price structure we also have we're also changing we're changing up the structure a bit too. But um, And right now, there's one month for free, actually, if you'd like to join. And there's no, yeah, there's no contracts. You can stay on for as long, as little as you like. But with that, what we offer is every month, we release new content based on one of those subject matters that includes daily mantras and affirmations. Um, It includes either a guided meditation session or EFT tapping session. And then it also includes a tip sheet. And so we do that every monthly, but the subscription you also receive all of the back content. So you've got, you've got content. It's it's just a library library of stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm loving that. Like the idea of like mantras and, um, like tapping, um, Mm -hmm. sessions on like specific, um, specific areas. Yeah.
1: You, I mean, you can go in there and you can, you'll find like tapping sessions from everything on, you know, how to not lose your mind while driving on crowded streets. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> to releasing um, and replacing any sort of limiting beliefs you have about money, right? Like we do. There's, you know, we talk about crystal healing, we talk about chakras. I mean, we're all over the place, but um, it's all it's all wellness based. Yeah,
0: yeah, awesome. Well, okay, for my listener who doesn't know much about tapping, because I they mm-hmm. may not. Can you tell me a little bit more yeah. about that
1: before we? Yeah, go? for sure. So, emotional freedom technique, um, or shortened EFT tapping, or shortened even further to tapping is essentially the short version is you are saying out loud whatever it is that generally you're stressed out about something or there's something on your mind or something say you're angry or whatever the case may be whatever the emotion may be and it can be a positive emotion too but it's generally used towards negative emotion and at the same time that you're saying out loud what that issue or emotion is for you you're tapping on the meridian. So there's different meridian points in your body. So you tap on those points while you, you generally start out saying something along the lines of, even though I am feeling super stressed out right now, I still love and accept myself. You'll repeat that a couple of times, and then you'll go into tapping around. And so you'll say something such as, I feel so stressed out right now. I feel like I'm going to snap right now. And as you're saying each one of these sentences, you're tapping on a different meridian point. And then eventually you get yourself to a place where you're like, well, okay, maybe I am kind of stressed right now, but if I think about it, I could probably release that stress. And then the point is to get to the very end where, excuse me, to get to the very end where you um, have released it.
0: Mm, Yeah. So it's just kind of a way to physically uh, use your physical body to release some of that emotional stress or um, physical tension, that kind of a thing. And you know, it's funny because you talked about, um, you talked about like exercising and fitness being your kind of path into wellness. And I kind of see that in a similar way because tapping is a way to physically release some of those emotions. But I mean, just a good workout can be a good way to like, you know, use your physical body to release some of those emotions too. So, yep, absolutely. I love this yeah. idea of you know, using the physical to release emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Natasha. It was so fascinating to get to know you a little bit better and to hear your story and to hear about all that you're up to. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You
1: as well. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. To learn more about today's guest and a wide range of other wellness professionals, please visit our global wellness community at wellville.com. W-E-L-V-I-L dot I wish you so much wellness and I look forward to meeting you again on the road to Wellville.